everybody, you're listening to Sit Down with Stand-Ups. I'm Ari Azizian, and my guest this week is a very funny comedian. He started out doing stand-up in San Francisco. He's been on Live from Gotham, and he's a regular opener for Lisa Lampanelli and Bill Burr. Uh, his comedy album is called Salute. Uh, Salute with an exclamation mark at the end, and it's available on uh, iTunes. Download it. It's really, really funny. And uh, he also has this great book uh, that I just read. It's called You Might Be a Douchebag. And you can download it on your Nook or your uh, Kindle. I got it on my Kindle, and it's fully illustrated. It's hilarious. And uh, for you hockey fans out there or people who don't know anything about hockey like me, he's got a great podcast called Puck Off. And I almost said the other thing, but it's called Puck Off. And look it up on YouTube. Download it on iTunes. It's with Fraser Smith, who's also a great comedian. And uh, it's just hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. And he's got also he's got another podcast called Insensitivity Training, which is great too. I love that one. It's it's so funny. Um, Here's my conversation with the very funny Joe Bartnick. I love these posters too, by the way, BB King and. Yeah, thanks. I got one. Uh, the one I really love the most, well, except for like the one I'm on. Uh, the, the one I love the most is John Lee Hooker, but the. Um, Did the, you get to see him? Perform? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and I got I got to signed by everybody but him, with oh. the opening act, the artist. But he was like leaving, and my boss, because I worked at the Fillmore, was like, uh, "Don't bother him anymore." And I'm like. Uh. <laughs> I should just been like, fuck you, yeah, it's Johnny Hooker, but I was so broke. Uh, are you reco- are you recording this? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. A it's a good story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I was so broke, like I couldn't afford to lose the job. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to listen to him. But yeah, it's my my favorite you, one. But it used like to be a in a real. Guy sh- at the Fillmore. Or? I was a I was a I was a I was a paid usher. Usher. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So you've seen like a bunch of great acts there. Right? Oh yeah, I saw tons. Of, I saw everybody. I mean, like I, I, I've worked in bars and security my whole life. So, and working for Bill Graham, I just saw everybody. Wow. And now, after I moved to LA, it's like I think I've paid to see like maybe five bands. This <laughs> <laughs> like You're it good. costs how much? Yeah. It's like it's unbelievable, like how much music costs nowadays. That's amazing. What years were these? Like um, early nineties. Well, no, ninety like ninety five or ninety six to. Uh, Basically, until I moved down here, because Hooker died like what ninety eight or something like that. Uh, oh, Bill! Bill himself died like in ninety four. Like I just started working for the company when Bill was was there. That's awesome. Like That's like so he cool. he died literally like then. <laughs> like he literally like I was you know like I mean I never even met him. Right. We were like oh Bill was here last night. He drinks his tea in the corner of the punchline. Um, and then like from the I I started working at the punchline for maybe a month or two, and then this I worked at the Fillmore in the Warfield. Wow, that's so cool. Any other like amazing acts that you saw while you were working there? Yeah, I mean, I saw everybody. It was just an amazing time. Like, I mean, some of the bands that stick out were the uh, uh, Morphine. Okay. Morphine had such a bass line that they had one of those old printers in the office upstairs at the Warfield. It's like the size of my kitchen table. It was like a printer, <laughs> yeah. and the thing was moving. And uh, my old great boss, who was around for everybody, for everybody forever, he's like, "Come here, you got to see this." And he goes, "And the thing was, the thing was moving because the base was so." Yeah, I, I had a cush job. It just turned into a Richter scale instead of a printer. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I got a really cush job because one of my great friends ever, uh, Tina Crotwell, was in charge. She was queen of the ushers forever. Wow. So I started working for her at the punchline, and she's like, oh, you didn't come do this? So my whole job was I'd sit in the office and for like the first four or five songs. I mean, from the time it opened, the doors opened to like right. the first four or five songs. And I would just... Um, wait a sec. Or did I do the whole show? <laughs> no, because some shows I did stay the whole show. Right. I, but I could always go out and watch whatever I wanted, just get someone to cover for me. Um, and so, you could hear like the whole. Oh, thing. you could hear the whole show. But but I would just be the determination of it involve the boss or not. 
Right. Like, oh, I lost my purse. Well, okay, there's a lost and found. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, I, you know, like, oh, I fell down the stairs. Well, you seem okay. Yeah. Are you okay? Like, okay, then you're Just okay. Pass them on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Out. Stuff like that, you know. So cool. Or like, I didn't get a poster. Like, <laughs> really? Well, hold on. Let's see. If we have like one left or right. somewhere. Like, you know, just all the mellow. Or it's like. Someone comes in and goes, like, you know, where's Bates or where's Dave Rep? Like, oh, he's upstairs. Because, like, before cell phones and we didn't have walkie-talkies in those yeah. days and stuff. So it was just like, where's Rep? Oh, he's upstairs. And well, you just go. And yeah. You well, when you see it. him, tell him we got, you know, someone fell down the stairs or <laughs> there's a brawl or whatever. And um, it's funny because I don't think I'm talking out of school. If I'm talking out of school, who cares? The other thing, like, Dave Rep would do is he would come. Like, I had all the tickets. So like once a once a show he would just come through and grab a bunch of tickets and throw them in the garbage can. <laughs> so if like the Black Crows tour manager or whatever would come and say like we sold out right, um, no count the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting your sellout They're bonus. Which now that I've been headlining comedy shows, now I'm like, you know, <laughs> now I know like count heads and you know. Like I'll count heads really and then out? have the middle count heads and right. then have the opener. What do you think? And ask five waitresses. Is it sold out? I want it on tape, you know, because of stuff like that. But yeah, it was a great, but Morphine was one of the band. Um, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones oh, were, sweet. were amazing. Awesome. Yeah. I just interviewed actually Dave Wakeling from the English Beat. Okay. Like, I, I know who they are. Like ska, like okay. Yeah, genre. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were like, a, I mean, Boss Tones are amazing. Though. They were amazing. The other great thing that I, the, one of the other things that I, probably like my most sticking memory that was really cool was um, Carl Perkins. Oh, no way. Um, he, he, Tom Petty flew him up to play Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, my when God. When Tom Petty did like that 15 show run or 20 show run right. or whatever it was. Yeah, he came up, and because I love Tina so much, she's like my big sister, and she couldn't get anyone to work on Super Bowl Sunday. And I'm like, I didn't really care who won. It was Patriots Green Bay. Um, it was a Favre one. And I'm like, from oh, Pittsburgh, I'll, right? So I'm Steelers. from Pittsburgh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll do it. You know, it's like you've done me so many favors, and literally, it was like, and uh, he's like, he's like, hey, I want to bring somebody out here. And they, they played like blue suede shoes oh, and all kinds man. of stuff. And then he died like a he died like two weeks later. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's one of the things. Blue suede shoes. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. He played um he played blue suede shoes and he played um another, oh he played like two songs one Elvis and then his blue suede shoes is his song. I mean Elvis yeah. played it, but you know and for kids who don't know, I mean there was a time when Carl Perkins like he'd never be Elvis because no one's Elvis. But he was like real close to being Elvis, yeah, like totally. like close, like like Beatles Stones kind of thing. But he, his, he had the his, chops, like the guitar chops. Yeah, he had the writing ability, which Elvis didn't write a single song. But right. Elvis had the showmanship. Like, yeah, there's totally only one king over the top. Yeah, but literally, he like his driver got drunk and he ran off a road in like rural, driving to New York to do Ed Sullivan. They ran off the road. Jesus, and he ended up being like in a hospital for like a year, like just in a cast like in the 50s you're in like a fred flintstone cast yeah, no, right. <laughs> you're just all, some, yeah. Isn't that weird like that happened to everybody like dylan got a motorcycle accident bobby darren like car accident that was just like the thing in the 50s yeah like, well you get they, to the gig you just drove off a road or something <laughs> yeah i don't know uh i've been doing comedy so long that i mean for, for a while before i kind of got um you know locked into working with lisa lampanelli i thought i was gonna die on a two-lane road because I just drove every like from here to Texas to wow Wyoming. Were you to opening every, for her? Uh, yeah, for the I, I I haven't done it in 2015, but for the last seven years, I pretty much opened a majority of her shows. What's that like? Like being on the road that much? Um. Oh Super well, fun. with her, it's it was amazing because yeah. we flew everywhere, did a different city every night, and played to 3,000 seat places and stayed in the best hotels on earth wow uh and and you know touring with like bill burr or hedberg was amazing and did some of you toured with miss hedberg too yeah i did oh, that's so i did cool. i did a couple different weeks he flew me like to, to some to weeks in tennessee and stuff like that so that was great that's right. but a anytime you play a theater with like i mean i've played with david tell some big theaters lewis play anytime you do a theater show it's amazing do you like the theater more than like a, a club or or any uh, like preference kind of 
Well, I lo- I yeah, I mean, it's vastly different, right? If I had to it is that well, the pacing's a little different. Uh, if you if you're playing like, I I mean, you, you you can see like I'm a big dude. I go big. Yeah. So sometimes like I'll go big at the Hollywood Improv, and there'll be like 13 people there. Be like, why are you going this big on a Tuesday? <laughs> well, now it's changed. Now it's the club's doing good. So, but you know, when I first moved here, it'd be like there'd be some dead weeknights in there. Yeah. Or any a, a, anywhere. To be honest with you, not just not to pick on the Improv, but anywhere um i still go to like improv and comedy store like on a tuesday wednesday and there's like six of us <laughs> <laughs> right uh but i mean like but i mean i guess when i when i first moved here though i had only done a few theaters with like a tell but then i, I then I, after i was um then after i was on some tele- tv shows and stuff and i got to open for lisa everywhere after like doing with ever being with her for so long i got used to just being on huge stages so i'm just projecting huge all the <laughs> And my mantra time was like, you're better in front of 3,000 people than than 20 people. And I'm like, well, isn't everybody? And he's like, no, it's an art. That's Not an like, art, yeah, but, totally. but it's, it's. I'm just, I, I go big, so. <laughs> yeah, because the timing you, you mentioned is different, right? Like the, the laughter comes in a little bit. Yeah, you have to give them a second to, to, to hear it and laugh at it. Especially a lot of places like the Nouveau Indian casinos and, and some of the newer theaters, they have screens. Oh wow! So you're literally like, and people are sheep. Yeah, they're like, they're like, they'll be, they'll be just as far away from you as the screen, but they're watching it on the screen. Right. And you just have to every now and then, you know, I tell people who open for me if I'm middling in those situations because I'm not headlining those situations. Just like, like I think any tips or anything I go do, just wait a second. Yeah, like totally. they're gonna laugh. They just have to watch it first. <laughs> That's so bizarre to have a giant TV, I feel like, for comedy, but that's so interesting. Yeah, the first couple of times, it's just so, like, ridiculously awesome. I mean, it still is. It never gets old. That's awesome. But the first couple of times, you almost get mesmerized. Like, you're like, what? You know what? You know? The other one, it's like, a, I, I was a total rookie mistake, and I learned uh, uh, from Bill, was there's a theater in Arizona called the Celebrity Theater, which is awesome, but it spins. Yeah, I heard about the spinning one. Yeah, yeah. it spins. Phoenix or something. And we just got destroyed in Seattle. So I was a little bit like, I know when the sun goes down, there's no excuses. Like, you're <laughs> ready for that. But I was a little bit like shook up anyway, a little bit like, oh. Because it was actually me. I opened for Bill in Seattle. Then we, like, three three doors down, three literally three blocks over, Chappelle was played. Oh my god! So then Same we, so, yeah, so we went there. We I was with Bill, and then we, we was uh, it was awesome. Uh, and then we went and saw Chappelle, hung out with him and the great uh, Jeff Wills, who now is like the king of Clear Channel or Live Nation. He used to book the punchline, oh my so god. he gave me my start. So we were all hanging out, just getting annihilated. Anyway, long story short, you're all it, SF guys. It, too, when yeah. you're in the middle, you have to, uh, or when you're in the middle and it spins, you have to uh, stay in the middle of the circle it's much easier oh, you don't, rotation you, yeah oh. you don't you don't get like um whatever is dizzy, like dizzy as you do if you're out and out in the main oh my god it, it, or like out on the edges of it and the thing is is that what's mess what messes you up was they have screens up like the same thing screens for people to see but they're all from different angles so then if it catches your eye, it's like one's looking at you, one's looking behind. Like and it it's was, just moving constantly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. And like I couldn't I mean, I was a little bit like not Is uh, it fast or is it kind of slow? Like it's a lit it's slow. Yeah. It's, it's just like but it moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in the middle anyway. I don't know if you've ever done comedy in the middle, but it's a little bit weird to always have someone at your back and you're running a Yeah, how do you so, even like do you just gotta keep like yeah, I keep watching. Well, yes, you do. So, you know, I'm in front of X amount of people and they just want to see Bill. They don't give a shit about me. So I'm already kind of out there like going because I just I just learned from Lisa. That's why I theaters I'm, I can just do because I just I know how to just and then you're in theater. It's like, bam, you right. go out, you punch them right in the face and then you never let them up. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. I mean, I learned after, you know. I'd say the first three years, I was always just like greatest hits the whole time. And I learned like if I'm doing a half hour, I got like five minutes to like, I can put some new stuff in or whatever because I know the haymakers at the like. Right. But and the like last, like, 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 like Lisa's boyfriend and fiance, then husband and now ex-husband. He used to be <laughs> able to do my act like 
he knew okay here it goes like the last 10 minutes were yeah. always just like here's the last 10 <laughs> so whatever happened before that was like here you go and probably half the people in san francisco can do my last 10 minutes or whoever's <laughs> listening <laughs> everyone knows it in those days but. well you grew up in pittsburgh and then you did you move to san francisco to do comedy or did you start doing comedy in pittsburgh as well no i didn't i didn't uh, i didn't start comedy in pittsburgh uh I'm a little bit older than you, so when I was in Pittsburgh, like you want to do comedy, what are you in a coffee shop? What are you a queer? <laughs> Here's coffee. We got coffee right here. Where are you right. going? To, you're not gonna have. A, you're not gonna, what are you We're doing? All the jokes for yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're coming to the bar, right? No, we go to a coffee. A coffee shop for what are you? Um, so I purposely moved to San Francisco to start comedy. And how old were you when you? Um, how old was I? Uh, well, how old was I when I started comedy? I was like 26, 27. Was it something that you always like knew yeah. you wanted to do? Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah. That's so cool. Who are some really good people that you really liked? Like, when I, uh, well, Dennis Miller lived like two train stops away from me. No way. Not train, train, like subway train yeah. stop. So, yeah, my mother knew his mother. Wow. My mother worked at the medical center that he, his mother used to go to. So when he was like crazy long haired on Saturday Night Live, like that was awesome. Um, Eddie Murphy, delirious. I, I say this in almost every time people ask me. I think I think 75% of the people that do comedy that are my age, it's because of Eddie Murphy Delirious. Like the red suit. For me too. But even the, though I'm younger, I just got it on yeah, DVD when I was a kid. The red suit changed everything. It oh. was like, it was for us, it was like when the Beatles are on Ed Sullivan. He's like Elvis. Yeah. Like, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, like everyone at the, everyone the next, like at school knew every bit it It was like it was like it was like people said they knew where the like the beatles it was like because before that you know like before the beatles whatever is Elvis, but it was like not like long-haired the band right before and before eddie murphy was like every guy was in a suit on johnny carson and trying like no one had a band open for him he comes out (laughs) in a red suit it was just like the man yeah and that was it like that's like that's what i want to do even though you didn't think you'd be that like it'll never be like that good but I was just looking at it the other day. He was like 21 when he did all that. I was like, yeah. how is that even possible? Yeah, it was it, it's so good. It's um, it's ridiculous. Like five years ago, I bought Delirious in like the front of Safeway for seven ninety nine. <laughs> I mean, just so like Eddie wouldn't have to walk and see it there for right. seven ninety nine. Like, how dare someone sell it for seven ninety nine? Seriously. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Like someone should have stole it. Like how did <laughs> how did it even get that far? Like someone like it got it, to the front counters. So yeah, like, that's what I mean. It like just, it got it, to like where someone's like, "Oh, I'll make him seven night." Like you know, like it got the value to that level. But uh, you know, he's um, uh, other comics. I mean, Sam Kinison. I mean, Sam. But I saw Sam Kinison once, and he was amazing. He was amazing. Uh, and then I saw him the second time, and it was just like it wasn't good like at all. That's what I heard about him. Like he kind of just sort yeah, of yeah, just kind of got in. He got into like just the rock and roll thing, and and now just and now so just fun. knowing someone, I could just see you know whatever it's Pittsburgh on a Sunday, and he was like, "Eff it." <laughs> where maybe I've been places where it's like yeah, I'm gonna phone it in or whatever. If right. People like it, they like it. And it's <laughs> sad, but you know it happens. Right? Yeah. You know, but being but, on the road for like so long. Yeah. Right now, as far as and then people that like. Like I was never a sketch person. Like my favorite part of Saturday Night Live was was the news, except for just like something crazy like Eddie Murphy did or like Dana Carvey. Yeah. Like, you know, unless it was just so great, but just your run of the mill. Like I wasn't. Oh, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh yeah, just a classic like joke. Yeah, Letterman and Letterman. That I, I would say Letterman. I'd say Letterman, Eddie Murphy, and Dennis Miller were like I'd say the big ones. And then who who like in and then like as and then when I became a comic, who um David tells is number one through through thirty, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now I'm really good friends with Bill Burr and Bill's got the belt right now and he's very inspiring and, and, and all that and all and, and all that. But I mean, you know, he's he's at another level but I mean, we just when when you especially working at the punch, just seeing Dave every night for seven shows in a row, wow, yeah, and just seeing like the different levels he would take, like Tuesday, Wednesday, right. and, and then just and it, it, it's just genius. He it, changes a lot of it too, like oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, now he doesn't he doesn't do those. 
and then just having him like me was probably like probably the biggest thing that happened in my career because it kind of it kind of turned everything it kind of kind of gave me a career and you toured with him yeah i yeah i did i opened for him at at, at the club level in san francisco a bunch sacramento a bunch down here in LA a bunch and then I did some of the big theater insomniac shows oh, awesome. and I did I did there was a there was a uh, the comedy central right when wheels was getting into producing huge shows I did a couple Lewis Black David Tell Mitch Hedberg shows wow so I owe everything to I owe a lot to wills but it was a tell who told wills like that I was great because the tell liked yeah. me and that was kind of like the kind of what started it all so I kind of owe Dave everything Awesome. <laughs> Between him and Wills and Molly, there's a few people out there I I owe a I, bunch to. I love your jokes too. Like they always like. Oh, me thank you, you have, thank like, you. One of the best like delivery and like writing styles. <laughs> it's like uh, thanks, man. Your Powerball joke and like the vibrator jokes. Oh, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Just thanks. Kills me. Thank you. But so you moved to San Francisco specifically to do comedy, and would you like doing like brainwash and like. Like the, yeah, the well, the brainwash shop. started um, after I would have been doing it for a couple of years. That's how okay. old I, I I'll tell you, me and uh, well, uh, Al Magical won the first ever brainwash comedy competition. Oh, you went to my college, I think, too. Yeah, so he like, did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Me and Al, uh, we were, I think we're still great friends. I don't know. I don't, he's so busy now. I see him like once a year, but um, we started together. Anyway, he came in first and I came in third or fourth. Oh, awesome. I got like a free cappuccino or something. <laughs> it was like he got like $25 in dry cleaning, which he gave to like someone because Al had a real job. Then he was making like real money. Yeah. Not like he had a real job and was making money. Like he had a really good job wow. and was making money. Yeah. So he gave it to like one of us who were like working for Bill Graham for free beer, <laughs> you know. But I, I either came in third or fourth. Um, because I made it to the second night, like there was a three nights. It was like, yeah, and um, somebody else really who's kind of still doing it now. Um, I forget. I'll I'll slow down this if I try to think. What about was that it. one place that was really famous on Clement? It was like the the Java Source did comedy like three nights a week. It was an, it was old, uh, and then they had Ireland's Thirty Two. Ireland's on, uh, uh, Ireland's one on Tuesdays. It, on Tuesday nights, you could do like seven. You could do like five sets within like four within like four or five blocks in Geary and Clement. Oh wow! And you uh, and then and then that's always when the luggage store. Everybody started out at the luggage store. Is that still existing? The luggage store. I don't. I don't remember that one. That's no. Tony Sparks. I mean, good people. Tony Sparks. Yeah, yeah. I know he still exists, but all right. I hope he does. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, he's a good dude. But he started everybody. Wow. I think everyone's first set was at like and by gender i think everyone's first set was there the and then that was a big one and then there was one there's called one that the, turned into dirty trick saloon but before that it was very famous like uh will durst and larry brown and all those guys would play oh that. yeah that's before my time i know what you're talking about okay i think uh, that might have closed maybe then okay and then the well the other the other big the big open the big open mic like the show was called the one world cafe and that was on um like McAllister and and something or other it was kind of in the lower it was like in the middle hate but on not on hate street okay. uh, on um in the in the, it's around Close right to the park maybe panhandle yeah a little bit down the yeah it was, it was across the panhandle like three blocks i used to it was like three blocks from where i used to live but not at that time i used to, have to like the bus over there but that was the show that was like if you could get Dan Lewis to look up from his notebook, like you were doing good. Like everyone oh, that was a comic that wasn't working that weekend was at that was on there on Friday night. Wow. Like that was like the big one. Yeah, that was the big one. And uh, you know that's where like you did your bet your best stuff, and that's uh, that was fun. It was so much fun. It was so fun back then. Like when I when I started, man, there was like before the dot com boom and the rents changed, there was like sixty to seventy good comics in that town that's incredible like yeah. 30 like like 30 people that would work the punchline and cobs and stuff as hosts and middles and then like 40 people that could that just needed a chance <laughs> and then, and then like one of your first like big jumps was punchline or comics? yeah well it used to be it used to be you used to have to wait at the punch for about a year 
Right, I heard about that. Every yeah. Sunday. And then you'd get a chance to go on. And if you did good, you then you on. went first the next week. Oh. And then if you did good then, then you're in. Okay. So my first time ever, I went between Ngaio Bielum and Robert Hawkins at like 11 o'clock on a Sunday. <laughs> and I didn't care who, what I heard anything, but I heard, because I, I was working there, but they still weren't putting me on. Right. Um, was I heard Hutch, the old guy, the old uh, the old uh, gatekeeper, laugh and like laugh, and he goes, "That was great." Then he put you on first, and if you did good again, then you were in the mix. Nice. And then that's how it started. And if you were good and good and good for a while, then you know Wills would be like, "Hey, he's doing good on Sundays," and then you get a chance for like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and then that's wow. It's basically how you got started. So did you do the whole like one year? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I did for I did a long time. <laughs> How long was it before when you started doing open mics until you got on to like a? Before I started hosting at the punchline, about three years. Three years. But that's pretty that's much. Really fast, like, but that's pretty much like what everybody did. Okay. That's pretty much the standard. And you like, said you're doing like five spots a night, something like that. Um, I I well I I would say I did, I did no less than seven, seven to eight spots a week. Okay, wow. <laughs> Tues Tuesdays were huge. Like Wednesdays were huge. Yeah. Like you had to get them in. Mondays were huge. Right. And then the weekends were a little like a little, little, little more. Harder. Yeah, a little bit more hard. Yeah, a little more harder. Uh, but there was like the the Marsh Gary Cannon who's still doing comedy now. Now he's opens for um, he does the crowd opening for Conan, who's had a great career. He ran a bunch of rooms. Just a great dude. What's his name again? Gary Cannon. Gary Cannon. Okay. I got yeah, he's name. kind of he's a, he's he should be known in the Bay. Uh, oh, he is known in the Bay, but I mean, people listening yeah. should know who he is. Um, and then and then in the and then it's kind of started where um Spiegelman ran a bunch of rooms. He's still around, right? Yeah. And then um and that's when the mock and then I was already kind of established when the mock cafe came in, so that was a place to do shows all the time. Then so we like me and uh, and Rob Cantrell. And Spiegelman and a couple other people really kind of took over that, like, like did that like all the time. Oh, and then, and then I just got big enough hosting and stuff where it's almost like if you host in San Francisco, then everyone else will let you feature pretty much around the country. And that's how you know, like, people take you different places. And oh, that's, that's how awesome. you, that's how you expand. So, and then once you start getting all kinds of club work everywhere, then you do the you know you do the showcasing open mics less and less because you're like. Right, but the Sunday showcase is still my favorite thing on earth up there. I mean, I used to drive home from Seattle after the late show Saturday to get and, to the Sunday show. Yeah, what, what's, what was the significance of the Sunday show? It was just like it a longer... used to be just awesome. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not anymore. That anyone's still doing it, but I mean, it used to be like you'd sit like when I first started. I'm like, I didn't even want to go up. It was so good. Wow. Like, that's like when Arge was still was opening. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like when Arge was an opener. That's was crazy. when I started. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, so it's just like huge. huge, <laughs> huge like. Well, just great comics. Right. You know, and I know no one knew, but they were just great comics. You know, Dan Lewis, I think I said, right. like, you know, uh, Tony Kameen, Robert Hawk. I mean, Robert Hawkins. Some Bubbles was always around. Bubbles. But there's just names that have. Like you know, Kevin Avery was uh, now he's like uh, whatever he writes on, um, whatever that show is on HBO that's real famous. Um, he made he, he, he's a lot younger than me. Oh. I mean, maybe not age wise, but he's a whole different. The the people I started with are like still doing comedy, like Al Madrigal, Gary Cannon, Rob Cantrell, um. Andrew Norelli. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, maybe a couple other people. And then the, the 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 next generation actually did probably better than my generation, except for like Al, um, is like Louis Katz and Jasper and um, Chris Tinkle's doing well, Ryan Stout. So like they saw all of us come up. And then who I, and then before that was like Dan Lewis, Kamal, Kevin Avery, um, Connor's still up there. Uh, and a few other people. I'm just Tony Diamco is a funny cat. Um, That's so cool. There's like actually like classes. Of like yeah, yeah, yeah. And now there's like together. ten ten different classes that wow. I have no idea, which is kind of weird. What's like the next? Like, do you, you just start going on tours with comics, or did you move to L.A.? Like, I I stayed around for a lot, probably a lot longer than I than I should have 
um, only because I love San Francisco and yeah. I hate driving and I love drinking. <laughs> yeah, that's the hard part with this time. Once I moved back, I was like, oh, you can't drink ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so the I was the best. But I, but I, I, I mean, I stayed where I was like featuring uh, for f- all the time. And um, that's when st- Will still controlled it. So, like, I, I wasn't going to headline um, weeks and stuff. Like, <laughs> Ma- not, not not that Molly does, any- does, but, you know, like, weeknights and, you know, or have my tour headline weekends or whatever. But Molly still gives me great shows all the time. So, that's awesome. Not going. Yeah. But, like, now when I go up, I'll be up there at the punch and then maybe headlining Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I'll then the next night and she'll be like, You wanna stay next week? It's uh you know, it's um um oh the the guy from uh, Saturday Night Live was the best, uh the black dude. Um Tracy Morgan. Oh like it always like Molly would always I'd fall in and stuff. Like that's like Molly was always like my big sister and little sister. Like I took care of her because we worked together like right. forever yeah. together. Like, I mean, she's the one that knew I love Bill Burr. And then I was down here really struggling. And she's like, I have some great news. And I'm like, what's that? She goes, who's opening for Bill Burr or Middling or whatever for Bill Burr next January? I'm like, me. <laughs> and that's how me and Burr became great friends. So That's awesome. I always hear you guys' story. And I, I listened to your podcast, too, at Puck Off. And oh, you like, so you like hockey? I just started getting into Oh, right on. So who's your team? The Kings? I guess so. Yeah, yeah we'll pick know. them. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta you might as well have two Stanley Cups in your pocket. I know. I'm too late to the game to <laughs> choose the like championship winners. Uh, no, that's great. Because I want to like learn how to play it, so I'm like trying. To oh, right to on. Do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, when we have hockey. comics league, you have to come. Well, you have to come out. I'm, I, I haven't played since my triple hernia surgery. So, oh, wow. but I didn't play like when I got. It, my hernia's got too bad, like, last summer. I couldn't play anymore, so. I used to play, like, all the time. I mean, your knowledge of hockey, like, blows me. I always, like, pause your podcast, look up everything, and, like, learn, like, a bunch oh, of Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Let's like, think. learned a bunch of, like, players that i never known before, but. <laughs> yeah, we get, uh, it's, it's, just, it's just great. It's a fun, it's a fun podcast. Uh, if you don't, I have a, if you're listening, I have a, 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 a Fra- me and Fraser Smith, it's called Puck Off. It's on the Sideshow Network, and um, a lot of a lot of information, a lot of knowledge, but we keep it pretty light. No, and it's great. Like I don't know that much about hockey, but like it's I follow along for, and it's so funny too. Like I love it. Oh, it's cool. Great. Yeah, cool. And Thank Frazier's you. so funny too. Yeah, Frage is the. I mean, I lucked into that. I mean, you seem like a really good guy. Not that you. I mean, you see. I mean, you seem like I, I literally just met you. Yeah. Like, uh but you know that's the way it is in comedy. You know, it's kind of like you just hang around good people. And usually good things happen. That's awesome. That's man. what I've been playing. That's what I've been hoping for. Right. <laughs> I don't know. That, not that many. I mean, I don't know. It's funny when people tell me, like, you know, hey, you've had a great career. And A, I don't even think I've had a career. Like, <laughs> like, I don't even know what I've had. Like, I just kind of been going along, trying my best and, you know, doing stuff. Yeah. And, you know, haven't had a real job since that, I think Jimmy at the punchline was like, yeah, I wondered when you were going to quit. Like, <laughs> I'd show up. Like, I'd work like one Tuesday every like every, like in three months because I was on the road. And I'd be like, yeah, you know. But just getting to do stand up, like to me, like as a person who's just starting, I think that's the dream. Like you're already. No, yeah. Well, it's just you know, a it, huge hero. Too. It was thank you. Well, it's it's it was e- you know most people want to say it was harder when I started. It was harder to get in at the punchline. Okay, I'll get it. Oh yeah. But it was much easier to have a career opening and middling and everything. Because like nowadays, yeah, because nowadays, like airline tickets are so expensive, right? Yeah. Gas is so expensive, and Do you feel like there's, I feel like there's even more comics now, yeah. Well, there is. Well, like, say, like before, they would like say that if there's a the in the improvs and other big chains have kind of wiped out a lot of ma and pa people that would book word of mouth guys, yeah. Like, say, a town had an improv and then a, and then a B room. The B room would book the word of mouth. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, you should book my buddy Joe Bartnick. He's really funny. Right. And then, you know, they don't pay quite as much, but the airlines are cheaper. Or you yeah. can drive. You can hook. It was just. You just was, get hooked up, like, through each. Like, yeah, it was just kind of an easy. It was now, like, it doesn't work. Or at least I'm out of that system. I don't, I don't quite know if it still exists. But I think a lot of it doesn't exist or they're not calling me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of those places are gone because even my agents, like, you know, no, this place is gone. This place is gone. Oh, so. yeah. But I, I got, you know, I didn't I didn't get lazy, but I just, I, 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 I you know, I, I, things were good. So I wasn't, like, 
It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go and, you know, go to Little Rock, Arkansas in my one week off. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's things things disappear. But, um, yeah, I think it is harder to, to start now or to get a to get a decent career off the ground cuz I've had a decent career. I think it's harder to I, I think it's harder to do that now. Well, here here goes nothing. <laughs> well, no, it's just I mean it's it's still awesome. It's still I, I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm giving you props. It's, yeah, That's it's what so I'm saying, fun, you yeah. know. It's like I think it's I think when I did it, I think it's a little bit easier. There's more opportunities for that, you know. And now and, and now even just with the peripheration peripheration mm-hmm. of um like people on tv that aren't really comics let's say there's way more of those people taking your job oh yeah like people on girl code and guy code right, or yeah. best the hundred funniest sitcom pratfalls and <laughs> all those people yeah. and some of them are really funny but they're taking they're taking stand-up sets away right <laughs> there's like no stand-up anymore on tv like you tonight show like letterman like there's like a comic maybe once every two weeks or once a week. well you know the the one that's the one that's killer i know access is an abc but live at gotham on access i did that and that's a really great showcase for oh, yeah. people because you can swear you can do what you want the, oh, pro- nice. the producers are so killer yeah that they're just so relaxed there's no you know and it's like i mean i had a great experience so you know that's a good thing to that's awesome yeah I gotta, yeah i mean i i think there's a lot of st- i mean in and podcasting is great for people, you know. It really is. It, it gets your, it gets your. I mean, so many people. I did, uh, I did the all in tour with uh, some friends, uh, and me and like the the, the great Paul Verzi. Oh yeah. Um, so we're, we're we're doing it this year. Um, again, we we did it all last year with Jason Lawhead too, but then Lawhead has stuff this year and whatever things happen. But me and Paul are still doing it in different cities and stuff, and um. Uh, I was gonna say, oh, oh, you know, when people, so when people come up, they listen to like my podcast or his podcast. It's like, it's, yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's an, you it's can another, like find your own audience. It, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. How much on your podcast do you do you do any just you? No, unfortunately, I haven't like felt like I was. You know, I I, I think that. I think you should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I think you should take one and do that. Okay. I used to listen to Bill Burr like in college uh-huh. Monday morning podcast, and then I'd go on the radio show that we had in our college at like midnight, so then I could like swear and stuff, and I would just like ramble like him for like an hour. Yeah, I'm totally copying him, but well, no, more but people he... listen to me doing that than my actual like when I would play the Beatles and like Elvis on my radio. Oh, show. right on. What what college? Are you, oh, you went to USF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The KUSF. Right. Station, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic, but that's um, but. I, I think that's what you should do because, you know, I mean, I love the publicity of doing this with you and meeting you and having a good time and I'm getting gifts. If, if <laughs> for so for, for those listening, so this gentleman brought me a, a cigar and a bottle of Crown Royal. I mean, just total class act. I, I mean, I comes in a suit. It's like, I uh, it, to do it. <laughs> no, this is awesome. I hope but, it comes with the purple velvet bag. Too, oh, so it will. It will. If not, we'll send it. if not, I'll, it'll be gone anyway. But, but no, but I mean, Take use this. I mean, I'm having fun and have people on every now and then to break it up. But use this as your way to hone your people. Thank you. I'll... Like this is your chance to get people who are. Hey, I like that guy. I want to listen to what he has to say. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely. Like you know what I mean? Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, do that. Thank you so much. Because I have another podcast, not Puck Off, uh, insensitivity training with me and Court and um, McCowan. He used to do Playboy. Used to be the Playboy Radio Morning Guy, and he's a great friend of mine, a great guy. And we have interviews half the time, and half the time it's just us. And I feel bad for Court in the sense that I think he should have just done. I mean, he likes hanging out with me with a good time, and we laugh about everything. But I think he should have a podcast that, if he's going to do all of it, that's him. Yeah. So I think those are the people. Like, Verzi gets so much out of being him. Jeez, that guy is cracks me up, too. Bill so gets fun. so much out of being Bill. I love your guys' story too. When you guys go to the Rose Bowl together, like all of you, Jason Lawhead, Bill Burr, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, it's the best. Those stories are so funny. Yeah, thank you. It's the best time. You the, guys do that the every grand, year. Yeah, it's years? the granddaddy of them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how it originally started was. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, I apologize if you're listening to this, and you know me because I've had I've told us on the oh, million. Okay, no, 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 no. You want to know? It's you're good for your listeners. It's a so we get there and. Uh, so we're like, yeah, we, first we went to the USC-UCLA-Tennessee game. It was like 115 in like in August. We're like, we got to go to the real Rose Bowl. This game was amazing because UCLA, excuse me, like on probation. 
and like oh, they right, yeah. and like they came back and beat like number five Tennessee. Like, <laughs> and we almost left at halftime, but we're like, no, let's stick it out. Cut to, we show up the first the first time we went there with just like oh we we went with just like his Prius and a hibachi, and a case of beer, and like a two bottles of Crown and like Cuban cigars, nice, and two steaks and like a bag of chips. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and we just got destroyed. <laughs> like, destroyed. Like, we drank everything. <laughs> and then we're watching. And, and it was like, it was Penn State, USC, which has still been the best group of people that we've partied with. Like, it's like, you, Penn State was amazing people. And USC, the chicks are amazing. <laughs> like, this guy had the full Trojan gear. He let me put on the Trojan oh gear. God. So, and we were just. Taking shots of crowd. Yeah, we were just <laughs> destroyed. We were destroyed. Like we're, we didn't even bring utensils. We're eating like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> like we're putting butter in. Bill's like, I can still see you putting butter on the steak with your finger. Rex yeah, yeah, burger. yeah. And uh, so we. Uh, Isn't that terrifying to go into a giant stadium with like a hundred thousand people just like? Oh, borderline black. <laughs> oh, this is this is how it becomes a legend. Okay. This, is, this, is, this is so. It's so crowded. Bill bought one of those. Bought us those things where you wrap around your neck, like you know, like a bus pass for. Uh, for, oh, cri- right. for crippled people, and, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so, so we go in. So no one, they just scanned my ticket. They didn't even see that I had a lit. I had like di- like the butt end of my Cuban still in my mouth. <laughs> they just swipe the lantern yeah. and go through. So we're walking up the steps of the Rose Bowl, and right then, in the home of the brave. <laughs> And right then, like two F 16s come down. Oh my and like, it's like they get in the bowl practically. So, and we're like walking up. It was the most like hair on the back of your neck. Like, it was the most amazing, like, whoa. We're being attacked. Yeah. So then we sit. No, we're just loving it. So then we go sit down. And you know, when, when you watch college football, how you see like a stand where it's all one color, like 30,000 yeah. people? It was like that color for USC and then just like me and Burr in like regular clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted Penn State to win, but I was not going to get into a fight about Penn State and right. I didn't care. Everyone at USC was so nice to me. Like I could have cared less who won. <laughs> but so I'm red and gold yeah, and two guys yeah, with like white shirts. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm just sitting there with my cigar in my mouth, just sitting there minding my own business. And if this lady, and so this lady just turns around, and if she had been like, can you please put that cigar out? I'm allergic. Or, hey, why are you smoking? There's no smoking. Or anything remotely nice. Yeah. I just want to put it out. <laughs> she turns around and she goes, are you allowed to swear on this? Yeah, totally. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, I don't know. Because uh, she goes, she goes, what? put that fucking cigar out like oh. you asshole like that. Jeez. Like that to me, like that. Yeah. And I and I just looked at her and I go, "You need to lose forty pounds before you talk to me that way, bitch." <laughs> what did she say to that? You just turn around. She turned around. So then her. So then she like hits her husband. Her husband turns around, looks at me, wants no part of me, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, you just fuck me, you know." So then, so then you know we're so then like, we're kind of drawn back a little bit, and then so then Burr gets so then he looks at Burr and starts messing with Burr. Yeah. So you know Bill is not going to back down. No, yeah. So they start arguing, and then and then they're like, "We're calling the, we're calling the security." And then I'm thinking, "Oh my god, we just spent like four hundred dollars. We're going to get kicked out before, <laughs> before like the opening kickoff. They were still doing like the coin toss." <laughs> so then, Penn State like they lost like literally like forty six to three or something crazy. Oh my god, yeah. It was like the Matt Liner, but not like the Super Bowl or whatever college champ Matt. Right. It was like when he was a freshman. <laughs> But they ran three plays. USC ran three plays, and Penn State stopped them. And and I just remember going, nothing, 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 like just screaming. And that's basically like all I really remember. Um, and interestingly enough, in the eight years I've gone in a row, I only remember like five plays. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And three of them were those three. The first, <laughs> yeah, three of them were those three. That's so much, yeah. Fun. I always black out and like I'm always asleep in the middle of the game, and I'm pr- and I'm not, and I'm proud of it because it's like, dude, I'm up like the one year we did me and Bill and uh, and and uh, and Jason and Andrew played the will turn oh, yeah. on New Year's Eve, and then it, you just went to the well, the I stayed up to like five and oh. then went 
at 6.30 to the game. Uh, this year, I, I headlined two shows at the comedy store in the belly room. Oh, my God. So I got home at like 4. Same thing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I've been drinking since 6. It's 4 in the afternoon. The, the game is the worst thing about the whole day. <laughs> The game is not even the objective. No, and I always want to be like, hey, man, this year, like, I just don't want to go to the game. But I think Bill would just be disappointed at a, not like you're being a wuss level, but just thinking then it would be like, well, my friend really is just an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want an intervention. Let's so. just sit on the couch. We can watch it at home. Yeah, that's like the net. Like, I could be, well, the thing is, because then we come out, we always, we learned after year one, it's always I always bring a new thought every year. Like one year, I'm like, let's bring a table, <laughs> and then like and we and we import a law head who's like a who's like a chef, and it's like now it's like we always have our post game. We keep burgers and weenies for when everyone's leaving the park. And oh like, no, nice. we stay around and sober up and <laughs> wait until everybody leaves. Yeah, yeah, and hang out till the bitter end. It just gets better every year. Though. Yeah, it does. You it learn gets from the mistakes. better and better. Yeah. And like what we got to do this year? Right. Parking spots key. Parking spots oh, key. Oh yeah, but you I learn get lost sober at that parking like just round there's no like goddamn signs or anything well that's like cut to the first year when we're just wasted well we don't know that it's going to be dark when the game's over and we're we and we like we parked by number eight balloon well the balloon it's dark you can't see the balloon we walked around that place for like two hours it was like and i and i was like five times like dude let's just get a cab and come back tomorrow yeah, like i live the right, one car yeah <laughs> i live right up the hill like dude let's get out of here it was like you're just walking around forever it's next to the sand trap like everyone has the sand trap the thing hoping it'll honk back yeah 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 oh it's just crazy but that's that's the first rose bowl story that's that's the that's the le- that's the re- when you always hear Ro- joe bartnick rose bowl legend that's <laughs> like that's so there's been in- in <laughs> there's been incidents every year none like that there's always something fun was but- there one this year too another incident yeah well this year i actually um yeah this year actually lot um i i guess i sat down when we got inside i was like so wasted i sat down and they all went to their seats and then i guess like i was surrounded by like 20 uh, security guards and I guess they used my ticket and they went up and got Lawhead. Oh my god. And Lawhead had to come to like, yeah, look at and Lawhead's like the famous line this year is he's a teddy bear. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. <laughs> he's not gonna hurt anybody. Did it work? Yeah, because I just remember a couple of times going like, well then I'll just leave. But they weren't gonna let me like they weren't gonna let me just leave. Right. Like I'm like, well then I'll just leave. Like you're not gonna arrest like they weren't they weren't even threatening to arrest me, but they're like, sir, you can't I'm like Okay, well then I'll just go. Like then I'll just <laughs> leave. Get out of like, here. Yeah, <laughs> like and it's like an old stadium, so it's like fifty people like sitting next to each other. Like, oh yeah, this it's like a number on a seat. It's like it has to be like right. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's 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 um super inconvenient to get up and walk out of those. Right. Yeah. That's why. Like I never leave my seat. Right. It's just like oh, by the time you get back up there, it's like no, nah. possibly. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. That's so funny. But that's the that's the legend. Um, the best thing, probably the best thing ever came out of it though, was I learned this trick. We learned from Oregon college girls. It's called the it's a pickle thing, where you can take you can take the worst cheap like dollar ninety nine tequila and drink it and just shoot a shot of pickle juice afterwards, oh. and it tastes delicious. Really? For like a month, I was bringing pickle juice everywhere I went. Just it like, works? It yeah, you got to do it. Oh, my God. I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> yeah, get some, yeah. We'll, we can do it after the podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm sure I got pickles in there. You were just – actually, I was just listening to one of your podcasts. Uh, somebody was talking about a fatty liver. And I just got that like last week through my. Oh, you have a fatty liver. Yeah, but I loved your reaction to it. You're like, that's not a thing. Like that's like coming in and a hang with a hangnail into like this plant. Like, <laughs> totally yeah. doesn't count. Like it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, someone quit drinking. They have a fatty. Yeah, I, have a, I, I was told I had a fatty liver like for the last three years. <laughs> I'm not gonna quit drink. You like right? Yeah. I'm gonna quit. I, like, that's not a reason to it's quit fun. drink. <laughs> yeah, like that's not a that's like not a reason to quit drinking. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, like I mean. Like if there really isn't ever really a reason to quit drinking, but I can't think of a good one, but I don't know. I can't. My grandfather was, you know, both my grandparents were, both my grandfathers were like told not to, and they both, they both drank and everything. 
It's uh, like drink and then die early or live in a 100% sober world. Yeah. Well, my grandfather, my 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 my, my grandfather who I who, who basically raised me when I was a kid, he used to have uh, our dog Tammy watch out for my grandmother to see if she was coming down the steps cuz he would smoke in the garage behind the oh, car. Yeah, and he should bark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. And then my grandfather Bartnick was was a, was a champion because he used to tell everyone he was drinking. Um, right, that was right when um, not Meister Brow, whatever the fake beer is called. Oh yeah, Sharps or yeah, Sharps. I right? think so. Yeah, yeah. He used to everyone he was he was drinking that. And then one time they went down in his fridge and they were like, none of it was even opened. <laughs> <laughs> like he was drinking real beer for years. <laughs> Yeah, no yeah, like I'm going down. I'm getting a sharp. Anyone want one? Like, nah, that's okay. I'm not drinking that piss water. <laughs> so, it's yeah, classic, yeah, yeah. Drinking is. I, I just don't know. I mean, I don't need it to be funny. I just don't know what I'd do. Right. Yeah. It'd be so boring. I know. What do you do on Friday, Saturday? <laughs> yeah. Well, just I mean, especially in, watch a movie. Especially with especially well between nine eleven and the invention of the of the uh, vaporizer. I wouldn't bring my weed anywhere. I mean, I was doing comedy before 9-11, so it was always baggy in the balls. Yeah. Everybody's cool. But after that, it's just like you can't bring your weed on the plane, so I just have to drink myself to sleep everywhere. Yeah. It's too too much. Like, yeah. flies completely sober. I want to ask you one more thing. I saw when I Googled your name on IMDb, you, had, you were in What Dreamers May Come with... Yeah. Uh, that's like one of my favorite movies, and I was just really. It's arguably like the worst Rob Williams movie of all time, really? right? I, I I heard it was called that. Not not I. Yeah. I, I mean, I I I've never seen the whole thing. I'm in the museum scenes. Okay. And my mother and my wife both said they saw my nose because I purposely put my nose. I'm one of the guys carrying pictures. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now here's the, here's the trick. I've seen it. No, I, I should say my my wife and my mother saw it on the big screen, uh-huh. and they went to the theater. I saw it on like HBO and stuff, but the last time I tried to see it like on TBS or whatever, I didn't see my I didn't see it. Oh, so I don't know okay. if they're like, oh, you know, they say this movie was formatted or whatever. This right. movie was changed for. Oh. I don't know if I was one of the three seconds that got cut to make it under two hours or whatever. Yeah. But but I totally. That's awesome. It's like the only time I'm not playing a drug dealer in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Moving pictures. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Oh, I thank really you, Ken. Thank you. It's more than you know. It's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. But uh, take take my advice and and do one with just you shooting the shit. I will. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. <laughs>